inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. It is time right now on WDEV for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is brought to you by the Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington. Poly Construction, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. And by Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, house plants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. And by Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home center. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By PR Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott. Family Mill Lumber for each and every project. PR Lumber, check them out on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, Guy's can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, bringing you the In the Garden podcast. Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, online at dandelionacres.com. Your telephone calls with questions and gardening comments most welcome. And here is the host and star of In the Garden, Peter Burke. <laughs> oh, well, top of the day to you, my friend. <laughs> it's a beauty out there and, uh, just, uh, just about a nice a summer day you could, you could ask for. They're still applauding. They can't They're have still, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, friends. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the garden is just, uh, really blooming and everything's gotten big over the last week or two and it's a real joy to, uh, a joy to behold. A lot of fun and, uh, uh, let's see now. I have three questions for you guys and, um, the first one is, well, right now, what are you harvesting and what are you planting? Tell me what, uh, tell me what you, you have in your garden. What seeds you're putting in or sets or what you're harvesting out of your, your garden. And I'll start by telling you what I'm going to do. And then I'm curious, uh, if anybody out there has grown elephant garlic and what they think of it. Now I've, I've tried it a few te- times, uh, buying it in the store, and it just seemed very mild. And uh, I'm kind of curious if anybody grows it and how they use it, more importantly. And then my third question is, what what varieties of tomatoes do you plant and grow, and why do you choose them? I'm real curious about that. So there's three questions for you, and if anybody has a... Uh, uh, something they want to share with us, that'd be great. You can call 2441777. That's three sevens. 
And, uh, there's a toll free number, 1-877-291-8255, and I would welcome your calls. But, uh, I'll start off with talking about, well, <clears throat> nobody really wants to hear about it, but the bugs in the garden. This, uh, right now we have the Japanese beetles, and uh, I did actually pick a few off my blueberries, and they are, uh, they're, uh, alive and well and kicking and eating. So make sure you get your traps up real soon. And in the same vein, I have seen the cabbage, uh, damage from the cabbage worm already. Uh, I saw the little white, uh, moths flitting around and, um, um, they have actually started to legs and, and, uh, and start to eat. So get out the, uh, one of the two things. BT is the most, uh, uh, the most common, uh, commonly used for bugs. It's, uh, I think a brand name called Thurgicide, um, that you can get, uh, from any of our sponsors here. Agway and Blue Seal both have them and all the other garden stores for that matter. And, uh, oh my gosh, we have a call already. Uh, we're going to go with Ted first or Joe first? Who called first? Ted, all right. Ted, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but since you asked, I'll be quick. But I have started just because of eagerness, and I've seen a few peculiar leaves on my garlic, which is not quite ready to harvest, but I always uh-huh. count by remaining remaining good green leaves, yeah. representing a wrapper. Yeah. Uh, and so I've found a few, you know, not too important or beginning to show some trouble with leaves, garlic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. Yeah. And I also see when I pick up these ones that look a little troubled that there is a, they don't have a good head of roots, kind yeah. of like, yeah. and yeah. I, I don't know the analysis of that, but it uh, seems good to get them out of the soil and not yeah. join them with the Ab- others for Absolutely, saving. and if they have their wrapper on them. You know, you're, you're fine, uh, you're, you're fine as far as that's concerned, but, uh, you had the, the leak moth or the leak bug or the leak, whatever you want to call it. I saw a little bit of signs and a uh-huh. neighbor who I'm going over yeah. to help in his garden yeah. soon had a uh-huh. pretty serious attack. Yeah. And Captain Jack yep. gets order going pretty well yep. with that. That's right. And actually hold them back and yeah. keep them back, it seems. Yep, and that's, uh, um, and then of course you want to practice rotation. You want to make sure that you, you don't right. plant them there for a good three years. Yeah, and I'm not too likely to be able to find the space to do that, although I sadly <laughs> have taken down a couple of maple trees, which changes mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. sunny space. Although I dearly miss the shade, I've got to figure out what to do next. They were just too oh. big and too much rot and too old. Yeah. And yeah. elephant garlic, just what I've read, I don't, I don't know if I've ever eaten any, but it mm-hmm. isn't truly garlic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is amusing and it is elephant-like. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know anything okay. about that. Well, I just put it out there. I'm kind of curious to see, uh, you know, it's in the catalogs and, and yeah, uh, I'll be eager to hear. I mean, I've certainly seen it and heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but I like, the real thing, kind of, and I still don't know how varieties change. I mean, I used to in the old days of having thousands of plants and different varieties, and they all sort of blend in. One other amusing, I know it's it's not your cup of tea, but last year, because I don't remember yeah. uh, which ones I have planted mm-hmm. instead of a plant, 
planted a, uh, instead of a clove, planting the two-year system of from bulbils. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this year's crop was only from the two-year bulbils. No, no kidding. And, and it's excellent. How cool and is one that? One particular one I want to say for seed. It just has. It's not a big bulb, and I'll see what happens. But it has just beautifully even cloves of uh-huh. an adequate number. I don't necessarily need the big cloves. Yeah. To have six, seven, or eight sort of symmetry is is a beautiful thing uh-huh. <laughs> in that rather than to have the other the Siamese cloves and the various things. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm that's interesting in my planting ability and but old age limits. I mean, you have the ideas, but the body goes to sleep. Yeah, I think uh, I think the saying is that the spirit is willing, but the uh, something like that, anyway. <laughs> age, age brings a little fatigue, ready or not. I'm hoping to uh, get over it. But we'll so, uh, one thing with your garlic, if you want to move, uh, you could try moving it into a container, try, and, try to, to grow it in that. You'd have to have a spot where you could uh, winter over Obviously, it could be, uh, you know, uh, 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 just a shed because it can freeze. So, you know, that's okay for Well, for I growth. actually, with my different arrangement of trees, I'm opened up to some new gardening space. Oh, great, great. Uh, so that will make that more possible, <laughs> and I will admit that I'm somewhat... Yeah. In my own circumstances, committed to earth earth growing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you there. I, dealing I, with the edges yeah. and the things like that. But, yeah. And I eat a lot of wild stuff, and I love it. And, oh, Jesus, this will have to be the end. But if you see a dandelion coming up in your cultivated space, yeah. uh, let it get a little bit mature. And if you eat that one, yeah. and, and you can get the root is clean, you just need to brush it off or something and wash it. It's not that wrinkly, ugly root, and you get to eat uh, young dandelion and root. Just cook it up, you know, cut it up, boil it up, whatever you do. But I just, I believe in nutrition. Sounds delicious to me. We'll give it a try. And and it's just an easy way because picking them out of the lawn is a pain in the neck. Sounds like it. Sounds like a a dandelion. Thank you very much. Good luck to all. All right, Ted. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling. Yep, and then we have uh, Joe and Montpelier. Do I get this? Oh, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Joe. Oh, what's Hi. going on? I got a, <clears throat> it's another garlic question here. Sure. Um, I've been gar- growing garlic for 10 or 12 years uh-huh. <clears throat> with great results. <clears throat> um, I grow basically music. Uh, music, yeah. Yep. Um, Very popular. Last year, yeah, last year was a great crop. I had five to six cloves per head, which is pretty mm-hmm. unusual. Usually mm-hmm. it's four. Mm-hmm. This year I pulled them all out, and there were only two cloves per head. And no I kidding. I figure out this is the worst wow. garlic harvest I've ever had. Uh, uh, and I'm wondering, <clears throat> I put in a, a cover crop, um, yeah. a nitrogen-fixing cover crop, maybe three or four months before I put the garlic in. Sure. And I'm wondering if that's the problem. I, I I can't see where the problem would come in because cover crops, you know, are, are you know, just a, a great rate uh, to increase the, the humus content, the organic material in the, in the in the soil. And usually they're pretty good about getting rid of little little maggots and that kind of stuff. Um, 
do you see any sign of the leak moth? Is there are no, there roots? No, 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 no. It, it, no, the the. Yeah. And do you see any sign of a, a white rot, more or less? Uh, no, nothing no, like that. They're all like healthy. That. It's hmm. just instead of forming a, a normal four-clove head, yeah. there are only two cloves, that which, seems, means, which uh-huh. tells me it happened before, before the plant started growing. It, yeah. it decided it only wanted to grow two cloves instead of four. Yeah. Yeah. Or the year before, like I said, five and six. My my theory, I guess, is that the cover crop didn't rot enough, and it stole a lot of nitrogen from the soil. That's a and possibility, you know, and that is a problem with cover crops, is that they do tend to to suck up all the nitrogen as they decompose. But the you, you know so in, and that's that's the only difference uh, I noticed between. Yeah, the past ten or twelve years and this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, uh, Joe, I'm I'm real curious to see how it turns out. No, are you going to try to replant those bulbs, or are you going to buy new? Uh, gee, uh, that's a tough well, question, know, isn't it? If you know, you you gotta you gotta take a bulb out of each each one of your plants, <laughs> each one of your heads yeah. to plant. Well. Uh, Instead of taking one out of four, I, I'm taking one out of two. That uh, yeah. cuts my garlic down to nothing this <laughs> exactly. year. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm going to be buying uh, seed garlic. Yeah. Okay. Good. So anyway, I'd, I'd like to put that out to your your uh, listeners and find out if anybody's had that had that problem. problem yeah. So uh, if you're buying garlic, you actually want to get your order in soon. Um, yeah. Because I, they I know that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, okay. Well, let me know how it goes. The only thing I can I can think of is, as you say, that the it was um, and robbed of the nitrogen because of the cover crop. That's the only thing I can think of too. Um, let me know. I'll be real curious how it goes next year. Okay, we have uh, who's next? Keegan, Joe. Let's see. Joe's gone, and we got Keegan or Dave. Let us try Dave in Richmond. How do you do? Hey, Dave, what's going on in Richmond? Thanks for being there. I am out in the garden, and as I told Joel, I've got my uh, aluminum foil ball firmly duct taped to the antenna of my transistor radio, (laughs) listening to the radio as I I look at things. (laughs) Uh, Several questions. Tell me when to shut up, and I'll stop. But first one, uh, cucumbers, and uh, as my, my... Brilliant wife calls it the curcubit beetle. Yes. The the vine borer. Yep, yep. Uh, now, we've been keeping them covered. I made a really nice uh, uh, box uh, mm-hmm. covered with cheesecloth, mm-hmm. and we've been keeping them covered. And uh, occasionally, when we're in the garden, we'll take the box off so that pollinators can pollinate. Yep, right. But um, we're wondering how long do we have to keep them covered in into the year? When can I stop? I got you, yeah. Uh, what's the season for them? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh I'm not sure. Uh, I I I'm trying to think of was oh, the time I was attacked. My my was a fairly large. So I would say probably right through this month for sure. And All then right, after so that, the uh, first week of August. Yeah. Yep. Because my plants are so big now that they're 
pushing up just, on the pushing up, I mean the yeah. thing's three feet tall, but they're yeah. plants I've never seen such beautiful <laughs> cucumbers in my life. So and then uh, the we've harvested four and we got a ton of little tiny guys. Oh yeah. As as, as long as I see the little tiny guys, I know that they've been pollinated, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, very good. Well, uh, um, you, when you get those little tiny guys, don't be too disappointed if one just turns brown and falls off. That does happen. Yeah, but a lot are not, though. A lot yeah. are really looking good. Oh, super. And and I'm going to have so many that I'm going to have to bring some to you and Joel when they're all, when they're all mature. <laughs> well, I wish uh, you well, next, then. <laughs> my, my next question concerns potatoes in potato bags. Can I ask another question? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay. Uh Second year in a row, we've grown them in bags, and we're quite successful. And oh, this year, great. my goodness, yeah. they're going great. Yeah. But uh, my question is, how? When should I bury the green guys, the you know the the uh, plants themselves? Because I've been doing it gradually as they grow. I'll cover them a little bit and then grow. But I'm nearing the top of the bag, uh-huh. and I, I have no blossoms yet. Uh-huh. Should I? This no. Um, I have some blossoms, but it's only on the volunteers that came up that I, okay. I missed. And my other, all my, the rest of my potatoes are just about to. You see the little, you know, green, uh, you know, flowers starting, but there's no no actual flower yet. But okay. on the the ones that are volunteers, yeah, they they have blossomed already. So all right, and you're, how about your varying question? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know. I would say I generally uh, hill um, yep. them uh, twice, twice, and twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one and is is real important um, because, mm-hmm. especially because I sort of do them in a six inch hole, about four inches or so deep, and then okay. so that first one is just sort of like you know snugging it up around them makes it a lot easier but at what, to do. But at what point how big were the were the was the greenery on the plant when you did your first one? Oh, uh, they were they were well probably just below my knee, shin high anyway. And then right, so, uh, now they're now I'm about to do my second and they're they're above okay. my knee. So they're they're Okay. They're, and, and like like anything they need to blossom in order for them to yeah. produce potatoes, correct? Yeah, that's right. You Ed, okay. you've got to look for the blossom, but I generally let them go right. until they they actually look sort of brown and awful, you know. Oh, okay. And now they, everything around the garden is going great guns. I got some peas that are taller than I am. Uh, the blossoms are there, but they haven't uh, produced any fruit yet, but I'm very, very pleased with it. Yeah, and the yeah. tomatoes, I've always heard that when you see the first um, uh, blossoms on tomatoes, yeah. pinch them off so that the plant does better. Is that correct? The only time I pinch them off is if there are flowers on them when I'm transplanting them. Otherwise, okay. right. so, um, I the first one is usually about between 10 and 12 inches from the soil. No matter how okay. deep you plant it, it always seems to be, you know, right about there. And I leave those yeah. on, and I have I haven't seen it, um, you know. Well, this we are smack in the middle of tomato weather now, right? Absolutely. Here they come. These are salad days I'm, for I'm, sure. I've got some several little tomatoes that have started, especially mm-hmm. on the cherry tomato plants, and mm-hmm. and they're going great. So mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, you're, uh, you sound that, like you're in good shape. It. Yeah. So that was um, the potatoes. You got peas going great, and yeah. so we healed those and the tomatoes. Yeah. And, and I'll keep the cucumbers covered until like the, after the first week of August, and that then I should, should be okay. That should be fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. And and one more side thing doesn't have anything to do with gardening, but yeah. just a uh, fun fact. Uh, in a former life, I was. Uh, uh, 
Joel's uh, parole officer. Oh no! So I've got some, I've got some really good stories. Well, probably not suited for on the air, but I'll tell you after the show. Joe, I'll let you chime in on on your on your <laughs> checkered past. He gave me my first stint at parole school at the uh, at, uh, well, at reform school rather. Yeah. So, so Dave, we uh, we have you to thank, all of us. <laughs> we we do do and and Joe, uh, they're looking for a call from you. So when you get I wondered why there were bars on the on that's, the studio. There, that's, yeah, that's why I don't get to go to class reunions. They don't have them at parole, at uh, reform school. Yeah. Guys, thank you so that's much. Sure. I, I uh, very much appreciate. Then we got Keegan and Joe and yeah. Oh well, thanks. And your entertainment. Well, and Joel and I have been talking with each other for years. He's just become a really good. Good friend and and uh, good uh, music guy, good yeah. story guy. He's, Absolutely, he's, uh, and, I couldn't and, couldn't and agree I, with you I, more. I must say, I, I made up the thing about the parole. <laughs> <laughs> They're still looking for me. I haven't been yeah, yeah. yeah, you have to get arrested right. before you can get <laughs> They have to get caught. All right, guys. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye, Dave. Okay, let's uh, – we, we have a very patient uh, Keegan on the line, I okay, believe. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Keegan, uh, in Plainfield, how are you? That's right, Hi, Peter. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Keegan. That's that Keegan. I met Keegan at the Plainfield uh, Co-op. Yes, how's your garden going? Oh, it's pretty darn good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I, I heard your shout-out to me the other week on, on here, <laughs> and, and I was absolutely delighted, so thank you for that. You're welcome, of course. <laughs> and, and I love your love your show, and I've been listening to it in podcast form for a while now, and I'm, oh. I love it so much that I run out of episodes, and I have to go to past years to, to keep listening. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm really glad you are, Keegan. And uh, uh, you'll have to let me know what you learned. And <laughs> oh, so much! Oh, yeah. so much! <laughs> So, and, and I heard you uh, asking about types of tomatoes people are growing. So oh, yeah. I, I thought yep. this would be a, be a good week for me to call in. Yep. Yeah, I, I've got quite a list, so yeah. I'll, I'll kind of zoom through it here but okay. um, or, or name some but not all. But uh, I've got uh, the Tropical Sunsets, uh, Ukraine Purple, Brandywine, Amish Paste, sh- Sun Sugars, uh, a black strawberry I'm very excited about. Um <laughs> Jasper, Seeger, Sweet 100. I kind of went crazy with the tomatoes this year. My gosh, yeah. The Sweet 100s, those are a cherry tomato, right? Right, yes, yeah, yeah. And then the Uh, And the only one I've gotten any any so far is I've I've gotten these eat two little sun sugars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's like the sun gold. That's the sort of a... Uh, that's the the yellow one with that's very very sweet, or orangey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Wow. Wow. You're gonna so have I, fun. Got, I sure do. I sure do. I tried to limit myself in terms of uh, a variety <laughs> of actual crops that I'm doing this year. So when I decided I was gonna go crazy on the tomatoes, I really did it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to say, if you're trying to limit yourself, uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure you, you did. <laughs> this is great though. Yeah. You're, you're, you probably have, uh, as many as Joel has. Joel has, gets inundated with tomatoes from his brother. So he's lucky somebody's sending him plants. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I was gifted actually quite a few of these as well. So oh, yeah, that great. was very nice. Great. Well, yeah. good for you. And you, you have a, so far, it's been a great tomato year, so you're probably going to yes. do real well. Right. Yes, uh, and I've got actually quite a few questions. I'm not sure I'll take all the time uh, and rattle them all off today, but but I sure do have some questions. Sure, sure. Um, so the first one was uh, when I when I planted them into the ground, there was some blossoms uh, that I didn't prune off of them mm -hmm. uh and so some some tomatoes started forming very close and even sort of touching the ground sure um how how bad is that will they rot before they ripen uh, you, you just take a little straw and and put it just tuck it in underneath and that that usually would take care of you know anything they they might get uh, you know pecked by a by a bird, um, it's possible that they might get uh, some sort of a uh, a, a fungus. It's possible, but it's not. You know, it's not a guarantee. I would say the, that your best bet is to go ahead and put a a little uh, straw under there. Not not hay, but straw. Or if you have uh, sawdust or wood chips or something like that, just anything to keep it off the ground itself. Matter of fact, you could use okay. a piece of cardboard. You know, would work out just fine. Okay. You know that. I've I've taken some twine and kind of tied them up to my my trellis a little bit, but some of them are getting so big that I'm worried they're going to touch the ground anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you might just as well go ahead and and slip something underneath there that, um, right. and and. Don't worry about the twine. You know, one of the things you have to be real careful of when you're tying up your tomatoes is that you don't break something, you know, that you don't, you know, jostle them too much or tie too tight or, you know, when you move them, particularly when you're moving them up, that's a good way to break off. A, uh, and a heartbreaking uh, thing to do is to, you know, turn them up and then the, the, to have the stem break. So, so be real gentle okay. there. And I would go with the, uh, myself, I would go with uh, a mulch underneath. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, what's next? And I made the mistake of using a chicken wire as a trellis. I'll never do that again. <laughs> uh, but, but what would you suggest? Oh, you know, um, I have used uh, with good success just regular old sticks, and and that is because of the way that I prune them, and whether they're um, uh, the uh, the vining type or the bushing type, um, I'll use a stick. And uh, other than that, I usually use my trellis, my my basic trellis, the four foot uh, trellis. It's about between six and eight feet tall, and I put on a, a, a fencing. It's a two by three galvanized fencing, and I just wrap that around the the uprights of the trellis. And then, as it comes up, I'll just you know tie it to tie it as I go up. And when I do my ties, what I do is um, depending on what you're using, you could use that plastic stuff for the um, you know the any kind of a tie. 
you know, rip up a sheet or something. But I usually tie it to the fencing first and do a good knot there and then tie it to the to the vine. And that way it's sort of it's uh, anchored, you know, with that first uh, knot. And then when you tie it, you can leave it a little, you can do a double knot and leave it a little bit loose so that the vine has some, some room to expand because they will expand. And if right. you've tied them, you know, real, real tight, they'll, uh, you'll see the, the impression of the, of your tie on the, on the vine. And, um, you know, it's probably not the best thing for them. Okay. Right. All right. What do yeah. you the, the chicken wire uh, are you tying it to the chicken wire now? I am, but I'm having to go out there about every day or every other day to kind of uh, uh lead them <laughs> Direct, out as yeah. it grows back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can get tricky too when you start to pull them through the little opening and not to break them. So you do have to be real careful with right. that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the chicken wire has lots and lots of those little holes for it to go through. And, and the, the advantage of having it, you know, on the one side, it means that you can harvest and pick all from one side. And right. I found that even with my cukes, I like to do it that way. And my, uh, my pole beans and all of those things, I try to tie them up to one side so that when you're harvesting, you don't have to reach around the other side. And, uh, um, so that's what I use anyway. And it works real well. Okay. Yeah. Right. And will you talk a little bit about pruning? I, I've done my tomatoes, um, about a foot, maybe a foot and a half, somewhere in there uh, apart. And so they get kind of bushing into each other, mm-hmm. and I'm a little worried about them being uh, suffocated a bit. Yeah, well, that's a, it's a good thing to be concerned about because it's true. What you really want is a, a nice open uh, uh, plant with plenty of airflow. And particularly as we start to get into um, August and mid and late August where where we get the late blight, you know, it's important to have good right. aeration in there um, and and good sun for the, all the leaves. So the first thing I do is once you see that first set of leaves, the first set of flowers, right, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you see the little yellow flowers, you cut all of the the stems from, or I should say the leaves from there on down. There's a leaf set on the left and one on the right. You cut those all, all the way up to where that first flower is. And then. Oh, good. About 10 inches later, when you, the second set, you cut the two or three leaf sets that are in between the, the first flower and the second flower. So what you have is this nice little green stem with uh, flowers on one side, flowers on the other side. And then when your third set comes, same thing. You, you cut out the two or three leaf sets that are on either one. And the reason you can get away with this, of course, is that the, the plant actually uses the top four or five leaf sets to, to feed everything else. So what you're doing is you're helping, uh, uh you're helping the plant to focus on uh, ripening those tomatoes. And the plant will do this on its own. And a lot of times people say, oh, the leaves of my tomato plant are starting to turn yellow and brown. And, and, but that's the, the natural way that it, 
it sort of closes down shop on on the the different leaf sets that it doesn't need anymore, and you'll see them start to turn yellow. So what you're doing is you're helping the plant in its own um, natural pruning. You know, it tends to to you know get rid of those lower branch ones that it's not really producing enough uh, chlorophyll to s- sustain the plant. So what right. you're, you know, and then at the same time, uh, you're going to take out all of those, um, uh, all, uh, you know, the, the other shoots that are coming up out of, uh, in between the, the stem and the leaf, you know, so the, you're pruning out the, you're pruning out those as well. So you really just want the one stem, the one major stem and you want to prune all the other, uh, side shoots, you know, so they're great. You. You answered another one of my questions there. That's wonderful. Thank yeah. you. And that, and that, that, that helps the plant immeasurably. And, uh, and it also keeps things from, you know, bushing up and getting, you know, like a green mass in there. So, uh, you're, you know, that's the best way that I've seen. Um, and as you're pruning, you're, you're going to have to, uh, uh, prune out those, uh, you know, suckers. Uh, uh, probably even once a week, you'll find that they they grow pretty quick. And uh, if you don't watch it, you'll have one down near the bottom that's as big as the tomato itself. Um, you, you don't have to worry too much that it's so big you're going to hurt the plant. Just go ahead and uh, you might want to use a knife to cut it out, and if not, just break it carefully so that you don't um, you don't pull uh, the you know, the skin of the, the stem down. So you want to, you want to make sure you either carefully break it or you use a knife just to, to cut it off if it's big. I've like got, that. um, some, some wonderful little, uh, titanium blade, uh, hand shears that do a, a really, really great job. That they do. <laughs> um, so that's great to hear. I was worried that I was pruning too much. Nope. So, so go, go ahead. Um, let's see. Joel wants to go on a break. You want to put? Uh, do you have more questions, Kiko? We can put I, you on I hold. do, but we can, I'll call it back another week. Okay. <laughs> well. It, um, okay. And uh, okay. When we back on the other side, you're ready for a break. Okay. All yep. right. We'll we, talk to you soon. Talk to you later, Keegan. Thanks for calling. And uh, we thank these uh, fine sponsors for making the program possible. Dandelion Acres is a beautiful garden center in central Vermont where you can find gorgeous flowering hanging baskets, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They also have an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes and can also offer helpful advice to make your growing season a success. There's pottery, garden furniture, statuary, and decor from the whimsical to the sublime. Dandelion Acres Garden Center is in Bethel, Vermont. Go to dandelionacres.com for current operating hours and COVID caveats. The program is in the garden, and once again, here's Peter. Hey, Joe. Hey. Well, I want to thank our listener who helped me with the saying. Uh, I I don't see a name here, but anyway, the spirit the is yeah. weak, but the flesh is willing. Mm-hmm. Is that the? That's I, th- the I believe so. Yeah. 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 You know, so the um, we of course the spirit is willing. Wait a minute. Do I have it Isn't backwards? It, I think you did. Yeah, I think the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> you trying to get me in trouble wait, wait here? Wait a second. Let me just double check. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
I'm going on one of these computer things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, uh, if anybody wants to call and tell me what kind of tomatoes you're growing and if you've planted okay. and enjoy elephant gardening, okay, garden, me... and what'd you find? Okay, here we go. Okay, this is Matthew 26, 40 to 43. I vaguely remember this from uh, when they... Uh, my parents pretty much held a gun to my head to make me go to Luther League at the Lutheran Church, which was on Thursday afternoon, the same day as my bowling league. So uh, they would drop me off at the church yeah. in the afternoon after school, mm-hmm. and I'd walk in, but I would not walk into where the Luther League was meeting. Ah. I would walk into the basement, which mm. was empty, where mm. they had the church dinners. Yeah. And as soon as my my mother left with her car, my friend mm-hmm. Johnny DePippo mm-hmm. in his old Buick would show up, mm-hmm. pick me up and take me to the bowling alley <laughs> and we'd bowl. So that's why that's why you know, that's why I can't remember yeah. anything that relates to <laughs> things uh, theological. At any rate, Matthew twenty six, forty to forty three. Mm-hmm. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There you go. Did I get it right? (laughs) You did just the opposite, buddy. (laughs) Well, that's that's what happens when you're um, trying trying to, you know, bowl 280. uh, (laughs) Well, you see, you know, the the church missed, missed their cue. You know, if they had been playing it right, they would have put the bowling alley in the basement there. <laughs> <laughs> they would have it the was Lu- just terrible Luther timing. Yeah, and and the, the doggone Luther League met for two years, whereas my, my buddy, uh-huh. my, my buddy who was in another denomination of, uh, yes. of a uh, Protestant church had only like three or four weeks. And of his, I said, I want to go to my Eddie's church because they get it over with quickly. <laughs> I wasn't at, uh, so, uh, they're, I'm sure they're planning a good place for me in purgatory or worse when, when the time comes. But anyway, thank you, you to, to the that. lady who called. You got it right. I wrote it in, uh, tail end backwards. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There and we continue. Yeah, I forgot that was, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, I think is where, well, anyway, yeah. yeah. So um, it is interesting, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 still true today. A lot of meditators fall asleep, and <laughs> well, it reminds me of W. C. Fields, who's one of my favorite uh, uh-huh. all-time comedians, and this is in real life. Yeah, and he was, um, you know, in his final days, and he was at his home in the back in the backyard, uh, mm-hmm. sitting on his uh, lawn chair, and uh, one of his old buddies stopped by, you know, act- acting buddies. Knowing that, uh, you know, the time was running out for the great William Claude Dukenfield, W.C. Fields, found them there on his chair reading a Bible. Oh. And he, and the guy goes, Bill, what, what you doing? And W.C. Fields said, looking for loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he found them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope so, too. (laughs) Yeah, well, the easiest loophole is, you know, love one another. That's That's right. You know, you sift it all down to is, uh, you know, each one of those uh, Ten Commandments is right right at the root of all of it, you know. (laughs) What what was the... 
the comedy film with uh, the same guy that did Star uh, Spaceballs. When he came down from the mountain, he said, I bring you these 11, and he drops one of the tablets when Moses comes out. I bring you these 11, crash, uh, 10, <laughs> 10 commandments. commandments. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they should have narrowed it down to two just so everybody could <laughs> would have, be able to remember them and follow them. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> I don't want to take you down with me. So, uh. <laughs> what, what other uh, garden clues can we get out of the Bible? <laughs> oh, Lordy. I'm sure there are plenty. That would be a, that would you be know, a good research project. There you, you know, go. You know. Yeah, yeah. You get right on that, would you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, last week I was it stuck in my head when I was talking about uh, my tomato plants and how all my de- uh, indeterminate ones were crawling along the ground. And this uh-huh. is the first year that that's happened. You mentioned your trellises. Yeah, yeah. And this year, you know, I have a very, you know, uh, bare garden, I, you know, without the kids around and yeah. a lot of other obligations. Uh, but my brother sent me all these tomato plants. But in years past, I always had the tomato cages. I must have a oh, hundred of yep. those things. Right, okay? right. And no matter what the tomato plant was, yeah, the matter. tiniest, the determinate yep, ones, absolutely. and the most uh, spreading around they, indeterminate ones, I put them in. They, the, and they, the indeterminate ones climb all up and wrap around. The others grow, just grow straight up. Absolutely. And so it's never been a problem. This is the first year that I've had. These uh, indeterminate ones crawling along the ground. I'm going to try to <laughs> lift them up carefully so that fruit themselves don't touch the ground. But yeah. I see your point. Yeah. Either a trellis or a tomato cage. Yeah, one or the other. I'm going to forget this computer thing that's here. I'm just put this button and put this person on the air, okay. and hopefully it's not uh, one of our creditors. Um, <laughs> your first name in town? Catherine from Moortown. Hey, Catherine. You're on. You I'm are the on. one that called you about the. <clears throat> biblical saying, but I didn't know it was biblical. Oh, you did. My didn't. mother used to say that all the time: "The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak." But I didn't know it was biblical. <laughs> you see what you learned from the garden I know show. What we learned. <laughs> then the other thing I wanted to tell you is the kind of tomatoes I like to plant. Oh, good, great. Jet, Jet Star, oh, yeah. New Yorker, and Big Boy. Jet Star. Now the New Yorker, I'm not familiar with. What what kind of a tomato is that? It's early. Yeah. That's why I like the planet. Huh. And where do you get it? Where do you get that one? I don't know. Somebody else gets it for me. Oh, good. And yep. then the Jetstar, the New Yorker, and what was the third one? And the big boy. Oh, the big boy, yes. And now my garden is out on the deck yeah. where I could get to it easily. Yep. Mostly because of my age. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I get such a kick out of you fellas. <laughs> You're really pretty silly, but that's all right. <laughs> Is that okay? Good, good. We do try to have some uh, some good garden advice in, mixed in there with the well, with you do the, have. With you the do silly. Have. But <laughs> and we old timers, you know, tomatoes. Everybody's so worried about the tomatoes. Yep. But the truth of it is, they're goldarn weeds. <laughs> I mean, that's the way they grow. Oh, absolutely. What they need more than anything is water. Yep, yep. Yep. If they have a good, good deep soil and plenty yes, of water, right. you watch yep. out. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, it's that's it from here. Okay, Catherine, I appreciate your calling. Okay, and, uh, already, yeah, and, bye. And I oh. got your list. Yeah, okay, bye-bye. and I, I accept the rap on the knuckles for <laughs> getting it backwards after she was so kind to call. So. At any rate, uh, we, I learned so much 
And then when I read it, I thought, oh, my gosh, uh, wait a minute. The spirit is weak? Wait a minute. <laughs> How does that make any sense? Well, I was multitasking here. <laughs> you were thinking of your young dears. <laughs> well, these, uh, well, this uh, thing that lists all the phone calls, we have, we have new technology here. So, you know, yeah. we always mention, ah, WDEV, you yeah, know. Yeah. We have, so we're 90, 91 years old and we have some equipment that goes back that far. <laughs> you know, we, we joke a little bit, but sure, no, we original. got all these new things and it's my fault for not learning them. So, uh, I don't have to, um, you know, I just put them into the computer and you can say who's on the air. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which well, is, it's helpful. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I have to figure it out. It's a good out, thing though. you can still pick up the phone, Joel. That's it. <laughs> you know, well, I'm, I'm one of the few people that, you know, I don't have a cell phone. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, I mean, do you have a flip phone or just? I did have a flip phone when, uh, for a while uh-huh. when my, when my mom was in her final days and everything uh-huh. in case they were, yeah. you know, calling and everything. Mm-hmm. I do have my late daughter's iPhone, which is an old version, very yeah. old version, in my car. Yeah. In case I have to dial 911, I have yeah. it hooked up to a charger. Oh, you do? But I don't use a, Cell phone. I've never. I'm. A, I've never texted. I'm, I'm really a very old fashioned. I've got what? the phone. You know, my, I have a phone nailed to the wall. Are you that, Amish? Or? <laughs> no, I'm cheapish. You know, cheapish. I'm, I'm also. I guess the word is a luddite. I don't like <laughs> new fun. equipment very much. You know, this is the yeah. guy with the old 45s. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to prove it once again by just picking up the phone and putting somebody on the air. And uh, your first name in town. Hey, I Ray. know, I know that name, and I know that town, and I think I know that. Ray. <laughs> yeah, well, are we on the air? Yep. Well, I'll tell you, you were asking for biblical quotes. I remember reading, when I, and I studied about it a lot. Uh, it says, "Leave the land fallow every seventh year." Yeah, yeah. And I often wondered, and then I got to think. Well, maybe if you leave it fallow, it means that the bugs and the blights kind of die off for one year. And yep. It's the same idea of rotating your crop. I think it is, yeah. So maybe if that was the connection. I often wonder why would that be in there. Yeah. And, and that, maybe the old guys had it right after. But I think, uh-huh. I think they know, did. Leave it, leave it alone for one year out of seven years and... It kills off the bugs and bites. That's, That's right. What I do is I keep it up, gang. What I do is I take uh, one of my compost bins that that's not, of course, four by four. It's about thirty by thirty, but it still fills up a bed. But I just uh, put that on there and let it uh, decompose over the winter, and yeah. then move it uh, the next year. So so for you know for one summer is it's uh, fallow. fallow. Yes. And I often wondered why that was in there. And it, yeah. It, it's a possibility. Anyway. It yeah. is a possibility. Hey, great show. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Good to Bye-bye. talk to you. <laughs> I was trying to think of the biblical. There's the wheat and the chaff one, right. but that's not Separate really the garden. wheat from the chaff. Yeah. 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 I think the the fallow is, is a more pertinent. To, but, uh, you know, anyway, I'll, I'll have to do a little research there and see, <laughs> see if I can find something. A time, well, isn't it, uh, you know, I, I only know it from the birds and from uh, Pete Seeger, you know, um, a time to uh, plant, a time to sow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. A time for peace. I hope it's not too late. You got it. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this still has a very, very pertinent uh, verse in there, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 
That's from the book of Ecclesiastes. It is, I yeah. Do remember. Yeah. yeah. I do remember. I did, I did go to a few of those Luther leagues. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, huh? But, uh, it took, it took, uh, took Pete Seeger and, uh, and the birds to, uh, bring it to the forefront of yeah. a lot of people who may not, uh, yeah. read the good book. You know? Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's definitely a good one. And, uh, oh goodness, we have, uh, Oh, it's hot this week, so I want to remind everybody to get out and water. Try to water twice this week because uh, when I looked, it looked like mostly cloudy and sunny and not much rain. So um, get out there and, and give everybody a cup of water and uh, a little sip, and that, that'll help everything along. And Because remember, all those things are 90% water, and they, they need that. And... Um, if you're going to plant some more lettuce, which is a good time to do that, go f- try to find a something that is a summer lettuce, something that says it's heat tolerant, and you'll have a, another round of lettuce. Um, and I, I like to stress that the idea of planting for the variety for the situation. More or less the, for the season. It's, it's sort of like the right tool for the, for the job. It's the, so, you know, for instance, if you want a, the, you know, potatoes, if you want, you know, a potato that's gonna keep, you know, you wanna look at the Kennebucks and the Norlands, you know, that, that'll keep for um, six, eight months. Uh, after you harvest them, so they're really great. And if you're looking for a new potato, you know, something that, that you can harvest right about this time of year, then you want something like a, uh, an early potato, which is, is like a rose gold, and the, those are the small, sort of new, uh, great for, for potato salad, and that type of thing. And, and in the same vein, uh, you know, if you, if you're growing green beans, right, if you want just a steady crop of green beans, then you want to plant a pole bean. But if you're looking to can or or uh, make something, you know, can or freeze green beans or make dilly beans, then you want, you know, your um, you want your uh, bush beans because then you'll have a big harvest all at once. And uh, the same thing uh, as we were talking about with the cherries, you know, you want the early and um, um, as Catherine said, the New Yorker, I'll have to look that one up. That's an early, but all your cherries are early, you know, generally the smaller ones are early. Uh, and, and then, you know, for, for that, you, you, then after that, you want some sort of mid-season. Oh, we got a call. All right. Well, I'll pick this up with uh, the tomatoes here after we talk to Anne in. Yes, this is a pot- per- this is a potato problem. Okay. Today yeah. we saw little tiny black things on the potatoes. Yeah. Now, is that the very beginning of those big bugs? Um, it, They're tiny. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it seems a little out of season, but they they sound uh, they sound like. Um, you know the 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 little uh, leaf miners there, uh, and generally they don't do too much damage. You know. Well, I squeezed them. My husband oh. goes, "What are you oh, yeah. doing?" Well, when you say tiny, are you talking about like the size of a, a, of a pencil head? Yeah. Pencil head. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that must be the flea beetle, as they call. Them. Oh, what and, would you do? Uh, probably nothing. Uh, no. Okay. I, I had flea beetles on my tomatoes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, a few weeks ago, probably about three weeks ago, and they're all gone now. And, okay, they're and, black. Yeah, black. black. Absolutely. And, okay. and if you go near them, sometimes they even jump a little bit. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, you can spray them with a with a spinosad, the Captain Jacks, or with a neem uh, oil, or you know, and that will that will tone them down quite a bit. Um, okay. But they they're not going to do much damage to the plant, uh, okay. you know, overall. Uh, okay. So you don't well, need to worry about them. But if they just okay. bug you in a sense, if you right. don't want them there, go ahead and and spray them, and a couple of sprays should do the trick. And that won't. I mean, I like organic. It won't oh, bother. yeah, absolutely. Like I said, the neem oil, and that's just a, a, a plant-based okay. uh, oil uh, from the neem tree, which is grown primarily in, in India. And then, okay. uh, or the Captain Jack's, which is a spinosad, and it's a, called a biologic, and it's approved okay. for organic farming and gardening. And if you spray them, uh, like I said, uh, you know, at least this week and next week, mm-hmm. um, that should take care of the problem pretty, pretty quickly. Thank you so much. Yeah, I you... really enjoy you guys. You are great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Anne. Thank I you, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, okay. Yep. Bye. Bye. Okay. I think we should take a break again. Okay. With our second break. And All these right. are the fine people that make this program possible each and every week here on WDEV. This weekend, 91 years young. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Great places, too. Um, I received a call on the non... I don't know how to transfer from... (laughs) How many years? 91 years? I've got to figure out how to do this. But if someone calls on the... uh, on the business line, I can't get it on the air. So a very nice person called and asked about those potato little creatures there. Can you put diatomaceous earth on them? And let me yep. hit your on button there. Yeah, there you go. Um, yes, the diatomaceous earth, you can dust them with that. With that. And uh, that, generally speaking, is, is, a, is hard on anything uh, like a beetle or a slug or a, you know, and actually, some people say you can dust uh, with just about anything, even like a, a, a wood ashes or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that uh, coats them so that they can't burrow into the, into the leaf itself. So, and, and, you know, in that same idea, you could use a foliar spray like, a, you know, the fish emulsion and stuff and that that covers the leaf enough that uh, it discourages the beetle from you know trying to get into the leaf like that mm-hmm. and uh yeah for sure okay well thank you for calling and yeah. we, I, we should give the number more often yeah. but uh, we're reaching the uh, the end of the program today and i have a i have a bit of a surprise we didn't hear from 
our poetess up there. Yeah, Nola. Yeah, Nola. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I brought a bit of a surprise. Uh, in my world, uh, I run into people that say, can you use this? Can you use that? And mm-hmm. I'm always looking for the old, uh, you know, any old records that I haven't heard before to mm-hmm. either copy them or if you're getting rid of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, someone came up with uh, uh, a 1947. Well, let me see. who's. We'll go to one final call and then... I'll uh, give my surprise. Uh, you're on the air. It's me. Oh, hey, Nola. I wasn't going to bother you today. I thought I'd give you a day off. Nola, I'm going to do something first. My oh. 1947 recording that was given to me was by a poet named Robert Frost. Have you ever heard him read his own poetry? Occasionally. I wish it was in person. I never heard him in person. Go. I didn't hear. Well, yeah, when I went to Middlebury College, my freshman year was the first freshman year that Robert Frost did not speak before the incoming class. So I never heard him either. But I did have this 1947 recording. Let's all listen to and his, of course, one of his uh, most famous of all poems. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Oh, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. That was good, Joel. Thank you. Nola. You yeah, still, you've still... got me crying. I know. That's, uh... <laughs> that was amazing. Wasn't that? What a voice. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if what I, if I ever thought of what he might sound like in person, but that it, it, it's really <laughs> enchanting. Yeah. It's really great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Joel. Well, let me give you sure. a tiny little bit of Gardens Are Amazing Plants yep. are amazing, and I'll get out of your hair. Is that okay? Yeah. We'd love to hear from Roll you. Okay, I'm having a hard time hearing you guys. Let me lower the radio. There you and go. Then, <laughs> and then we can talk. Okay, so, good. Um, I will say that I have a wardrobe which stinks. Okay, I, I have just work pants, ripped up old shirts, that's it. But as far as my seat supply goes, I've got a lot of seats, mm. boxes and boxes. So back this spring when I was getting going in the greenhouse, I thought, what's this little box? And it said turnip seeds on it. <laughs> I opened it up, and most of the seeds were back 2010, 2012. Mm. And I thought, well, let's just, you know, have fun. Absolutely. So the, the greenhouse, and I'm also absolutely... <laughs> I push the limits of how much the greenhouse can hold to the limit. <laughs> so I thought, well, we'll just plant these turnip seeds underneath one of the uh, 
benches that my husband has built for me to put my seat flats on. Mm-hmm. So I just sprinkled them there, didn't even put a label, and that was that. Yesterday, probably for the first time since I planted them, I took a look. And there, under this seed bench, growing giant softballs, <laughs> ivory white. They were gorgeous, and I picked a few, and I'm going to make my grandmother's recipe for pickled turnips. Um, but that's plant, delightful. You know, that's wonderful. They're just amazing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, I remember which Richard Wiswall saying to to my wife, you know, because she was worried about this or worried about that, and she looked. He looked at her and said, "Deb." These plants want to grow. They want to live. <laughs> they want they to do. Live. And that's the only part of the garden song, which I absolutely love, especially when John Denver sings it. But it's not inch by inch, row by row, I'm going to make this garden grow. Mm-hmm. We're going to help this garden grow. <laughs> yeah. So let's keep helping and let's keep listening to Robert Frost share his good thoughts. Yeah, what a treat! What a treat, Joel! Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Noah. Thanks for the call. Yep, bye bye. Well, that's a positive way to uh, end our program. I guess. I guess it's that time. I didn't. Well, anyway, yes. Okay, gardeners. uh, We'll see you next week. And thanks for your calls. And let me know what tomatoes you're growing in your garden. Next week at twelve thirty. We'll see you again in the garden. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. In the Garden today, brought to you by the Willie Store. Family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington. Poly Construction, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Menards, family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Featuring top quality Vermont grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home center. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By PR Lumber, Route 15 in Walcott. With family milled lumber for all your projects. PNR Lumber, and you can check them out on Facebook as well. By Guy's Farm and Yard. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. They bring you the In the Garden podcast. And they're online at DandelionAcres.com. Join us again next next Saturday at 12.30 during the noon hour for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Someone warn them from below Till the rain comes tumbling down Till the rain comes tumbling down